0: (laughs) MSW Media. This episode is sponsored by Mudwater, a coffee alternative with four adaptogenic mushrooms and Ayurvedic herbs. To get your free frother and free samples of coconut creamer and sweetener, go to Mudwater. That's M-U-D-W-T-R dot com slash Daily Beans. And thanks to Policy Genius for supporting Daily Beans. Your loved ones deserve a financial safety net. You deserve a smarter way to find and buy it. Head to PolicyGenius.com or click the link in the description to get your free life insurance quotes and see how much you could save. <laughs>
1: swearing Do the beans do
0: Welcome to the Daily Beans for Tuesday, October 17th, 2023. Today, Judge Chutkin has issued a partial gag order in the Jack Smith D.C. coup case against Donald Trump. A court settlement prohibits family separations at the border for eight years and provides temporary legal status and housing aid. The Supreme Court has wiped out a lower court ruling against the Biden administration's ghost gun ban. Hamas says it will release foreign hostages. And Jim Jordan is flipping House Republicans ahead of the speaker vote. I'm Alison Gill. And I'm Dana Goldberg. Hey, happy Tuesday, my friend. Happy Tuesday to you.
1: And I was on the East Coast. There was a rainstorm and there's so much sadness in the world right now, but it was just a little bit of rain. And I was like, you know what? I'm going to go look. And there was a beautiful double rainbow in New York City. So if you were in the city and you saw it this afternoon, I hope you got to
0: enjoy that beauty as well and just take a breath. Yeah, a little bit of hope, a little bit of hope. Uh, Dana, this Friday we're gonna do a happy hour for the Daily Beans and for Cleanup on All 45. Pete Strzok will be there. That's at 4 PM Pacific, 7 PM Eastern Time. That's for patrons of this show and patrons of Cleanup on All 45. So we're we'll look forward to that. Also, um the Speaker of the House vote is today. I've I got a bucket of popcorn sent to me from the f- good folks over at uh, at at Simplecast and AdSwiz, so I'm very excited that I have my snacks. But Jim Jordan has been calling those 55 people who swore to God up and down that they would never vote for him and getting them to flip. So he may actually come up with 217 votes. I don't know. We'll see. Um, he he says he's going to bring it to a vote tomorrow. He's not sure, he says. He told Manu Raju he's not sure he has 217, but we're going to find out, he says. He wants to put them on the record. I'm sure there was some sort of uh, Trump phone calls made. I mean, even these 18 um, the Biden 18, we call them, the House Republicans that are in districts that Biden won, will have to go on the record as voting for Jim Jordan if they do so, uh, which is bad news for the Republicans holding the House in 2024. We'll, we'll see what happens, but that vote is today. Yeah, we are definitely going to see what happens. I think it's going to be a clown show. It has been for a while. Always, always a clown show with these guys. All right, we have a lot of news to get to today, so let's hit the hot notes. Hot notes. All right. First up from The Washington Post, U.S. District Judge Tanya Chutkin said Monday she will impose a limited gag order on the former president in advance of his election interference trial as requested by prosecutors. The gag order, she said, is a ruling issued from the bench after a hearing, and it will prohibit all parties from statements publicly targeting special counsel Jack Smith, his staff, her staff or, quote, any other court personnel, which I think would include her. But I'm not sure. Statements about the families of those individuals are also absolutely prohibited, she said. Even before the order was issued, Trump's lawyer, John Lauro, said they would appeal any such order as it would affect important free speech principles, particularly for a leading candidate for president. Trump, quote, can argue that his prosecution is politically motivated, the judge said, but he cannot disparage the prosecutor by calling him a thug or vilify and implicitly encourage violence against public servants who are simply doing their jobs. She is also barring Trump and all parties in the case from making statements about witnesses in the case. Now, Andrew McCabe and I will go over the play by play that happened in the courtroom on Monday on this week's episode of the Jack podcast this weekend. So if you haven't subscribed that show. Now would be a good time because there was a lot of back and forth. There was a lot of uh, trying to move the trial date. And Judge Chutkin today uh, unequivocally said, no, the trial is March 4th. That is the trial date. Um, There was a lot of, uh, you know, uh, political posturing. The judge kind of went after Lauro for that a little bit, saying, you know, you have an audience here clearly and it's not me. So, again, Andy and I will go over all of that and the ins and outs and what the implications are on this weekend's episode of Jack.
1: Thank you so much, A.G. This next story is from PBS. The federal government would be barred from immigration policies that separate parents from children for eight years under proposed court settlement announced Monday. That also provides families that were split under the Trump administration with temporary legal status and short term housing aid. Now, the settlement between the Biden administration and the American Civil Liberties Union, if approved by a judge, would at least temporarily prohibit the type of zero tolerance policy on illegal immigration under which the former president separated thousands of families at the border with Mexico. This is a quote from the story. It's our intent to do whatever we can to make sure that the cruelty of the past is not repeated in the future. We set forth procedures through this settlement agreement to advance that effort. That's from Homeland Security Secretary Alejandro Mayorkas, and that's what he told the Associated Press. Trump, who unfortunately is the frontrunner for the Republican presidential nomination, as we know, he hasn't ruled out reviving the highly controversial tactic at the southern border if he wins next year's election. And after what we heard him say about Muslims recently, I have a feeling he probably would. His administration separated children from their parents or guardians they were traveling with as it moved to criminally prosecute people for illegally crossing the border. Well, the children who could not be held in criminal custody, they were transferred to the Department of Health and Human Services and then typically sent to live with a sponsor, often a relative or someone else with a family connection. Faulty tracking systems caused many to be apart for an extended period of time or never reunited with their parents at all. Facing strong opposition, Trump eventually reversed course in 2018, but that was days before U.S. District Court Dana Sabra in San Diego halted the practice in order to mediate reunification in the lawsuit brought by the ACLU. During a CNN town hall in May, Trump was noncommittal on whether or not he would again separate families if he was elected. He said, when you say to a family that if you come, we're going to break you up, they don't come. And yeah, Whatever. That's what he said and he pressed on that. Now, legal learnt. Lead counsel for the ACLU said the ban on any future attempts to separate families as a deterrent to illegal immigration was crucial. And he said, This settlement means that babies and toddlers will finally get to see their parents after years apart, and that these suffering families will have an opportunity to seek lawful status. And he closed with, Nothing can make these families whole again, but this is at least a start. Well, under the settlement, it would still be possible to separate children from parents or guardians but under limited scenarios, as it has been the case for many years. Now, they include if the child is being abused, of course, or the parent committed a much more serious crime than just crossing the border illegally. Well, President Joe Biden issued an executive order on his first day in office to reunite families. Now, according to figures released by the Department of Homeland Security in February, 3,881 children were separated from their families from 2017 to 2021, About 74% of those have been reunited with their families, 2,176 before a Biden administration task force was created, and 689 afterward. Hundreds of families sued the federal government, seeking both monetary damages and policy changes. And in 2021, the government was discussing a possible payment of hundreds of thousands of dollars to each parent and child separated under Trump's policies, but talks stalled on that point. But the proposed settlement provides key benefits, including authorization for parents of separated children to come to the U.S. under humanitarian parole for three years and work in the United States. The families receive housing aid for up to a year and medical and behavioral health benefits designed to address some of the trauma associated with those separations. Myarcus described how he'd met with a woman who had been separated from her daughter and how after they had been reunited, her daughter still struggled with the experience. We need to help these families heal. And that is an obligation that we carry because of the pain that we inflicted upon them. That was for Mayorkas. Now, Attorney General Mayor Garland, uh, Garland said practice of separating families was shameful and that the proposed settlement will provide those affected with crucial support to recover. Now, they'd also get access to legal services, which will be vital as they may file asylum applications in, to stay in the United States as a permanent basis. The settlement also waives the usual one-year timeline limiting when someone can apply for asylum, and the parents can apply even if they were previously denied. A special team of supervisors are going to review those cases. Some of their benefits were already available to families under a Biden administration-created task force designed to reunite separated families. But Gallern said the settlement goes beyond the task force's purview in key ways, such as the asylum assistance. Now, the settlement requires the government to keep detailed documentation when it separates children from parents so as to avoid the chaos that erupted during the Trump era family separations where parents and children, they couldn't be quickly reunited. And now that the government and the ACLU have agreed on a settlement plan, the judge will hold a hearing to decide whether to accept that. Well, before that, people opposed to the settlement can actually still raise objections to the judge. So this is ongoing and we're going to keep
0: you up to date and see what happens. Yeah, we're all over this story in San Diego because that's where this happened. Next up from The Guardian, Hamas has said that 250 people are being held hostage in Gaza and that they will be released, quote, when conditions are ripe. In a televised statement on late Monday, Abu Ubaida, the spokesperson for Hamas's military wing, said the Izz din al qassam brigades had been holding 200 people captive since the Hamas raid on 7th October. He said about 50 others were being held by other resistance factions and in other places, and claims that at least 22 hostages had been killed in Israeli airstrikes on Gaza. Earlier on Monday, now keep in mind, I want to just be clear, that is what Abu Ubeda said. That's the spokesperson for Hamas's military wing. Those are his words. Now, earlier on Monday, Dana, the Israeli military said Hamas was holding 199 hostages in Gaza and that all the families had been notified of their identities. The number has risen sharply in the past day. On Sunday, a figure of 126 was given that was later updated to 155. Quote, we're making valiant efforts to try to understand where the hostages are in Gaza, and we have such information. That's what an Israeli military spokesperson said. That's Daniel Hagari. We will not carry out an attack that would endanger our own people. The hostages are believed to be mostly civilians, ranging from babies to people in their 80s. Many have dual nationality. The UK has said 10 of its nationals are missing, although some of those are feared to be dead. There are are thought to be about 20 U.S. citizens held hostage in Gaza. The presence of hostages in the Strip has complicated Israel's plans for a ground invasion of the narrow coastal territory that is home to 2.3 million people. Hamas has warned it will kill hostages in response to unannounced Israeli strikes on civilian targets. And on Friday, it was reported that Israeli troops had retrieved an unspecified number of bodies of hostages during a localized raid. The Hostages and Missing Families Forum is supporting relatives and friends, publicizing the plight of the hostages and demanding action. About 100 volunteers, including former diplomats, communications experts and former soldiers, are pooling their expertise in the Hostages and Missing Families Forum. The Israeli public has rallied behind hostages before, but never on this scale. The family of Gelad Shalit, a young soldier held hostage in Gaza for five years, camped outside the prime minister's residence in Jerusalem. Among those believed to be held in Gaza are Vivian Silver, 74, a well-known peace activist, a co-founder of Women Wage Peace, and a former board member of the Human Rights Organization who lived in Ba'ari, which is a kibbutz near the Gaza frontier. Another is Oded Lifshitz, 83, a veteran journalist who worked for decades for peace and the recognition of Palestinian rights. He was taken with his wife, who was 85, from their home in the near Oz Kibbutz. I hope I'm pronouncing these properly. My apologies if I'm not. In Jerusalem, Cardinal Pier Batista Pizzabala, Pope Francis's representative in the Holy Land, said he was willing to exchange himself for Israeli children taken hostage by Hamas. He says, quote, I am ready for an exchange, anything, if this can lead to freedom, to bring the children home. No problem. There is a total willingness on my part. That's what Pizzaballa said. He's the patriarch of Jerusalem. So it's obviously ongoing conflict. Um, but that televised statement from Hamas that they are willing to release foreign hostages uh, is the news that, um, that we can report today.
1: Thank you, A.G. This last one's from Adam Liptak at The Times. The Supreme Court reiterated on Monday what it had said just two months ago, that the Biden administration may continue to regulate what they call ghost guns. These are kits that can be bought online and assembled into untraceable homemade firearms while appeals are moving forward. So that's from the Supreme Court. Now, the court's brief order gave no reasons, which is typical when the justices act on emergency applications. Now, there's no noted dissents but the order nonetheless amounted to an unusual rebuke of two lower courts that had appeared to defy the justices' earlier decision. After the Supreme Court's initial ruling, issued on August 8th, a federal judge in Texas and a U.S. Court of Appeals for the Fifth Circuit allowed two manufacturers who continued to sell the banned kits Now, the court's reason that the justices had left open the possibility of tailored relief for individual businesses. And I quote, we are unpersuaded by the government's insistence that the district court flouted the Supreme Court's August 8th order. This is a three-judge panel of the Fifth Circuit. Sorry, some of these, this is a tongue twister. The Fifth Circuit wrote this month in an unsigned opinion, refusing to pause a trial judge's order in favor of the manufacturers. Well, in an emergency application asking the Supreme Court to intervene, Solicitor General Elizabeth Proligar wrote, in unusual sharp language, by the way, that the lower courts had indeed flouted the justices' authority, and I quote, effectively countermanded this court's authoritative determination. She added that the court should not tolerate that affront which I kind of love now she went on to say the lower courts openly relied on arguments that this court had necessarily rejected. The lower court rulings, if allowed to stand, would have sweeping consequences. Miss Broligar wrote under them, she said, anyone seeking to buy a gun without a background check, including felons, minors, and other prohibited persons, they can readily procure and complete an untraceable firearm from respondents' websites. Now, the regulation was issued last year by the Bureau of Alcohol, Tobacco, Firearms, and Explosives. It brought in the Bureau's interpretation of the definition of a firearm in the Gun Control Act of 1968. The regulation did not ban the sale or possession of kits and components that can be assembled to make guns, but it did require manufacturers and sellers to obtain licenses, mark their products with serial numbers, and conduct background checks. All seems pretty fucking reasonable to me. Now, gun owners, advocacy groups, and companies that make or distribute the kits and components, they sued to challenge the regulations, saying that they were not authorized by the 1968 law. In July, Judge Reed O'Connor from the Federal District Court of the Northern District of Texas sided with challengers and struck down the regulation. He said, a weapon parts kit is not a firearm, he wrote, adding, that which may become or may be converted to a functional receiver is not in itself a receiver.
0: So I can sell you the parts.
1: Fuck. Yeah, I know. He added, even if it's true that such an interpretation creates loopholes that as a policy matter should be avoided, it's not the role of the judiciary to correct them. That is up to Congress. While a three-judge panel of the U.S. Court of Appeals for the Fifth Circuit, New Orleans refused to pause key aspects of Judge O'Connor's ruling. But the Supreme Court granted a stay in August by a five to four vote with Justice John G. Roberts Jr. I love that they all, all of it, all, all that's his name, and Justice Amy Coney Barrett joining the court's three liberal members, which is a little surprising to me. But that was Justice Sonia Sotomayor, Elena Kagan, and of course Katanji Brown Jackson to form the majority in this case.
0: Hmm. Well, that's interesting. And no public dissents on this one. But yeah, I think, I think Prelegar is right. This, they were flouting. The Supreme Court's ruling in August by trying to make more loopholes for these people who want to sell these kits. Um, it's yeah. absolutely mind boggling, you know. And of course, we're going to have the Supreme Court deciding whether or not um, people under restraining order for domestic violence can have access to firearms, which of course, you know, impacts me personally. Uh, I hope they make the right decision there. But I have a feeling they won't.
1: I can't even believe that's a fucking argument, if you ask me. I know. I, I just, it blows my mind. Me too.
0: Me too, my friend. All right, everybody. Uh, we have a lot of good news we have to get to, and we need it this week. So if you have any good news, send it to us at dailybeanspod.com. Just click on contact. We'll be right back with it. Stick around.
2: After these messages, will be right back.
0: Hey, everybody. It's AG. We all have loved ones that depend on us. And if you're like me, you don't want to leave anything to chance in a worst case scenario. Whether it's covering mortgage payments or helping the kids finish college, nobody wants to leave a financial burden for your family. And sadly, the coverage many of us receive through work isn't going to be enough. But luckily policy genius makes it easy to find the right policy with their team of licensed experts. With policy genius, you can find life insurance policies that start at just $292 per year for $1 million of coverage. Some options offer same day approval and avoid unnecessary medical exams. Policy genius knows how precious your time is and they don't waste a second. Just a few clicks. Their technology takes insurance quotes from America's top insurers to find the lowest price for your exact needs. They use licensed award-winning agents to ensure you get the best deal possible. Their agents work for you, not the insurance companies. So you know they won't favor one insurer over another, and you can trust their guidance as you find your new policy. Policy Genius is simple. It's easy to use. It's so great for parents, caregivers, or just anyone who has people depending on them. One of many reasons they have thousands of five-star reviews on Google and Trustpilot is is because of that. That's the, you know that very reason. They're just so dependable. I use Policy Genius to find the policy I use to protect those who rely on me, and I trust them, and so can you. Your loved ones deserve a financial safety net, and you deserve a smarter way to find and buy it. Head to policygenius.com or click the link in the description to get your free life insurance quotes and see how much you could save. That's policygenius.com. And we also want to thank Mudwater. I recently started drinking Mudwater. It's an easy alternative to your daily coffee. Its signature blend incorporates four functional mushrooms featuring the distinct rise cacao flavor, creating a unique and pleasant taste experience. Mudwater is low in caffeine, but offers that stable energy boost without the jitters or the crashes that you often associate with traditional coffee. The blend's ingredients include cacao and chai, are selected for flavor and their mood-enhancing properties. It has lion's mane for focus, cordyceps for energy, plus chaga and reishi for immune support. Mudwater is a Whole30-approved product, 100% USDA organic, non-GMO, gluten-free, vegan, kosher, Everything. No added sugars or artificial sweeteners, though, and it's perfect for health-conscious consumers like myself. I recently gave Mudwater's Morning Ritual Starter Kit a try. I was immediately impressed. It comes with a USB rechargeable frother, which I love, and a guidebook, as well as the Reese Cacao Blend, a unique mixture that offers the flavorful combination of masala chai and cacao. With each drink, I noticed a boost in my energy and a focus without that typical jitters or the typical crashes that I get from coffee. And this kit is a great way to move away from coffee and towards something much better. To get your free frother and free samples of coconut creamer and sweetener, go to mudwater.com. That's M-U-D-W-T-R dot com slash daily beans. That's free samples and a frother when you go to M-U-D-W-T-R dot slash daily beans. Everybody, welcome back. It's time for the good news? Who likes good news? Good news, good news, and as always, if you have good news, confessions, corrections, you want to play what the Mo- find the cat, what the heck wine, oh opine o- on the bovine. <laughs> if you want to send us pictures of frog orgies or baby photos or your happy place, or give a shout out to yourself or a loved one or a small business in your area or your business. Or if you want to send us a whoopee story or a blankie story, stuffed animal stories, anything at all you want to send us, dissertation and thesis titles are always fun. Do so by going to dailybeanspod.com and click on contact. All right. First up, oh, my gosh, from Michelle R., pronouns she and her. I just want to say I absolutely love the interview with Mr. Marcus Flowers. I'm so grateful for you both, A.G. and Dana. And when you have guests like Marcus on, it just gives me so much hope when the world seems so upside down. What an intelligent, kind public servant he is. How is he not the one representing Georgia's 14th district and MTG? It's, she is, it's baffling. I'm also going to slip a pick in on my four-legged baby so that maybe she can make you smile the way she makes me. Sending love to the pod squad. Love it. Pod squad. I do too. And look at this baby. Yeah, this, this puppy little, is so cute. little Muppet face with the face adorable. Oh, thank my you heart. so much. I know. Michelle, you're wonderful. Thank you.
1: All right. This is from Cheryl Pronounci and Her. I want to congratulate my granddaughter and her transgender fiance. They're getting married this coming weekend. So happy for them. I don't have a pet to share today, so I'll leave you with a fall picture of Utah. And this is a gorgeous fall picture. Snow still on the mountains. Leaves are changing. Unbelievable. And Cheryl, congratulations. And thank you for being such a just a proud grandmother.
0: Yeah. You want to take the next one too? That one was kind of short.
1: Absolutely. This is from Jared. Uh, pronounce he and him. As a humble brag, I married an amazing woman, my wife, Lauren. Shortly after February 2022 escalation of the Russian invasion of Ukraine, her acting class put on a fundraising show to raise money to send to Ukraine. She wrote a long poem for the night. Wanting to do more, she hired an editor. And brought our person in law on board as an illustrator. And now available for the world is my wife's first book, a children's book. Aww. Yes, Nikolai's Journey by Lauren Bradley. Now, Nikolai and his family leave their home in, uh, help me out, AG.
0: Kharkiv. Kharkiv? Kharkiv, thank Heart, you. Kharkiv, yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: Kharkiv. when the Russian invasion begins in February 2022, as a bombs drop on Nikolai's hometown of Kharkiv, he and his family flee to safety. And that is the um, little snippet from the book, if you will, the prologue, not prologue. What do they call that in a book? It's a log line in a, in a show. I, you got me. Oh, okay. We'll have to find that. It's a little synopsis. We're going to
0: go just layman terms. That's a synopsis <laughs> of what sounds like a really beautiful story. Yeah, and we'll have a link to that book in our show notes. Everybody go get a copy. Congratulations, Jared, and congratulations to your wife, Lauren. Next up from Bean. My apologies for writing a third time this week on such short notice. Do not apologize, Bean. Simple correction, just wanted to share my dog, 89, a.k.a. Bark Obama, is very much still with us. Your lovely tribute sharing the origin of her name very kindly <laughs> included a blessing to her memory, but she's a rambunctious eleven year old patiently awaiting completion of her twenty twenty three Halloween costume as I write this. Stay <laughs> tuned to her Instagram for that and the other adventures of at Dog Named Eighty Nine. I'm so sorry, Bean, that I <laughs> oh, oh, This my photo God, this is
1: so funny.
0: Oh I'm very That's glad so to hear that Bean. I'm very glad to hear that. Everybody follow dog named 89 on Instagram to keep a look a look out for that Halloween costume and please send it to us when when you do have it ready to go Bean.
1: So so good. All right, this is from Licia. No pronouns given. Good morning, ladies. As I await my flight back home to San Diego, I'm listening to the laughs about the fly incident. I heard the buzzing live, and I honestly thought it was a sound effect. And then Ag swallowed it. Oh my God! I may or may not have peed my pants laughing. I totally did. Now, pot pet Tax is my son's Whoopi. This is Georgie, and he's been loved since day one. My son is almost 18, and he still loves him. He lives in the closet, but will never let be let go. You'll note the tag is completely bare. My boy would just fiddle with Georgie's tag to fall asleep. Aw, my baby. Love you, babes, and all you do to fight injustice is being forced upon us. La hugs
0: and kisses. Look at this Whoopi we'll stuffy. That's I love so it.
1: Sweet. I also love that he rubbed the tag just basically <sighs> off. I'm, you know that's the softest. Self The softest.
0: Mm-hmm. Georgie, adorable. They I love those. Thank you so much for that. Next up from Mark, pronouns he and him. Hi, beans queens. I've thoroughly enjoyed listening to the titles of theses and dissertations. I don't have one of those, but I thought I'd share with you my law review article. Oh well, okay, fancy pants. <laughs> the title is expanding third party liability for failure to control the intoxicated employee who drives otis engineering v clark keep up the good work love listening to both of you oh and ag i hope you recovered from being bugged (laughs) it was the deep state they bugged me oh my gosh a law review article congrats mark we have so many amazing people who listen to this show honestly
1: we Blown do, away. right? This, this one's from Scott W., pronouns he and him. Dear Beans Illuminators. I really love that. Since you asked, my thesis title was Temperature Effects on Pollen Germination and Fertilization of Two Tomato Species. Boom. This was in the late 80s, so pre-DNA revolution, and it involved the use of protein electrophores- electrophoresis? Electro... Sure. Yeah, for to determine which of the species of tomato pollen had actually fertilized the tomato seed under different temperature conditions. Now, the data didn't come out too well due to a number of technical problems, and it was all rather a waste of time since I learned too late that I was merely repeating someone else's work so that my major professor could feud with someone over how the statistical analysis should be done. Now, words to the wise, be sure to vet your professor before you start your thesis project... <sighs> Oh, my God. For tax, I've attached a picture that I took of these turtles playing leapfrog that I came across yeah. while walking my dog, since it reminded me of one of AG's stories. <laughs> you guys are the best, and you help me maintain my sanity since the kitchen table days. I
0: don't even know how this works with turtles, man. I know, this reminds me of uh, the birdcage.
1: What are these boys doing in our bowls?
0: Uh, oh, they're playing leapfrog, I think. I've got yeah. girls on my bowl.
1: Don't you yeah. have girls Did you on you your have any girls? You don't have any girls?
0: <laughs> what are you giving an pyrin tablets for? It's aspirin with the A and the S scraped and off. And S is
1: scraped off.
0: That is genius. You're afraid of my heat. My guatemala <laughs> I don't I mean to You
1: just look so funny
0: in a wig. <laughs> I cannot wear shoes. I will fall down. They make they me make, oh, fall, fall down. down. Now I want to go watch that again. All right, next up from Anne from yourbrainonpandas.com. I just saw a news story, which you may have already seen, but apparently female frogs will fake their own death to avoid having sex. Dude, same. Same. Anne, same. Yep. Maybe it's only sex <laughs> with right-wing frogs. But in light of the whole frog orgy thing, I thought you should know. Keep up the good work. Y'all keep me sane in these tragic times. Note, a couple other listeners mentioned this. Here's a post on Instagram from The Guardian. There's a link in the show notes. When it comes to avoiding unwanted male attention, researchers have found some frogs take drastic action. They appear to feign death. Researchers say the findings shed new light on the European common frog, suggesting females don't simply put up with the male scramble for mates, a situation in which several males can end up clinging to a female, sometimes fatally thank you for that, Anne. (laughs) Yeah, I did notice that story.
1: So that was awesome. God, that is awesome. All right. This is from Louise. She and her, greetings, priestesses of the leguminati. They requested dissertation topics. My dissertation, unlike many sent in, is simple and I think easy to understand. Most computer vision object recognition systems require models of objects to be stored in their system to be able to recognize the object. My dissertation entitled, and I quote, generic recognition using form and function, describes a novel computer vision system I implemented that recognizes objects by identifying functional structure. For example, my system evaluates an observed object structure it has uh, never encountered before to see if it can provide a suitable surface and provide stable support. Ta-da! It can function as a chair. Now, my system provides generic recognition using form and function, a.k.a. GRUFF, G-R-U-F-F. Bottom line, I got a PhD for recognizing chairs.
0: <laughs> Louise, ah! this is what Aristotle called the perfect form. Look at I that. I love it.
1: Yeah, Now for pet tax, I include a picture of a rescue. We scooped up in the middle of the road by covering him with a blanket. We took him home, wrapped up in the blanket. We had no idea he would react when we removed the blanket. He came out wagging his tail and giving kisses as if to say, thank you for saving me. He then proceeded to hump everything around him. We are (laughs) naturally, (laughs) yeah, that's yeah, as one does. Now, the huge Big Bang Theory fans and thought of the character that went after every female he could, Howard. Now, we therefore (sighs) named our little guy Howard. Howard turned out to be about six months old. We could not keep him, but after about six weeks, we were able to find a forever home for him.
0: Look at Howard.
1: Look at the picture on the right, the one in the middle where he's just like snuggled
0: into. Yes, yes. What a sweet baby. Thank you for finding a home for Howard and rescuing him, Louise. And I love that dissertation topic. You got your PhD for being able to recognize chairs. Well, getting computers to recognize chairs by having a suitable surface and stable support. I love it. That is wonderful. And before we go,
1: I have one more good news, but I'm sort of adding it without your permission. And honestly, without this person's permission, so I'm going to make it anonymous, but I got an email today from one of our listeners, and I think you deserve to hear it, because especially in times like this, Uh, this person says, I just found you and Allison on the Daily Beans. I wanted to send you some love from a mom who adores you. You two are keeping me sane in these horrific times. I take the information you educate us on, and I spread the word to my sadly- Politically uninvolved friends and family, keep up the great work, go team! And so to our new listener, and this came, I said, as an email on my web on my uh, from my website, and I'll I'll respond to it uh, personally, just to just to say thank you. But I wanted you to hear it, and I want the
0: listeners to hear it. So welcome to the Family Anonymous, and I'm glad you're here. Me too. Welcome to the Leguminati. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, uh, everybody. If you want uh, to join us, if you're a patron on the Happy Hour this Friday again, it's at. Friday, 4, 4 p.m. Pacific, 7 p.m. Eastern. Pete Struck will be there, um, and we'll be answering your questions. It's a it's a combined du- dual happy hour with cleanup on aisle 45 patrons and Daily Beans and Jack patrons, too. So I hope to see you there. Uh, and uh, do you have any final thoughts before we get out of here for the day, Dana? No, no final thoughts for today. Everyone, please just keep taking care of yourselves. Yes, take care of yourselves. Take care of each other. Take care of the planet. Take care of your mental health. Take care of your family. Vote blue over Q. Take everyone you know with you.